Book One of the Ramayana, translated by Ralph T. H. Griffith. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. The Ramayana by Valmiki, translated by T. H. Griffith. Cantos. 27 to 32 Canto 27 The Birth of Tarka When thus the sage without appear had closed that story strange to hear Rama again the saint addressed to set one lingering doubt at rest O holy man it's said by all that spirit's strength is weak and small. How can she match of power so slight a thousand elephants in might? And Vishwamitra thus replied to Raghu's son the glorified. Listen, and I will tell thee how. She gained the strength that arms her now. A mighty spirit Lift of yore, Suketu was the name he bore. Childless was he, and free from crime. In rites austere he passed his time. The mighty sire was pleased to show his favor, and a child bestow. Taraka named most fair to see. A pearl among the maids was she, and matched for such was Brahma's dower, a thousand elephants in power. Nor would the eternal sire, though the spirit longed, a son bestow. That maid, in beauty's youthful pride, was given to Sunda for a bride. Her son, Maricha, was his name, a giant, through a curse, became. She widowed dared with him molest Agastya of all saints the best inflamed with hunger's wildest rage roaring she rushed upon the sage when the great hermit saw her near on speeding in her fierce career he thus pronounced Maricha's doom a giant's form and shape assume and then by mighty anger swayed on Taraka this curse he laid. Thy present form and semblance quit, and wear a shape thy mood to fit, changed form and feature by my ban, a fearful thing that feeds on man. She by this awful curse possessed, and mad with rage that fills her breast, has on this land her fury dealt where once the saint Agastya dwelt go Rama smite this monster dead the wicked plague of power so dread and further by this deed of thine the good of Brahmans and of kine thy hand alone can overthrow in all the worlds this impious foe nor let compassion lead thy mind 
to shrink from blood of womankind. A monarch's son must ever count the people's welfare paramount. And whether pain or joy he deal, dare all things for his subjects wheel. Yeah, if the deed bring praise or guilt, if life be saved or blood be split, such through all time should be the care of those a kingdom's weight to bear. Slay Rama, slaves impious fiend, for by no law her life is screened. So Mantara, as bards have told, Virochan's child was slain of old by Indra, when in furious hate she longed the earth to devastate. So Kavya's mother, Bhrigu's wife, who loved her husband as her life, when Indra's throne she sought to gain, by Vishnu's hand of yore was slain, by these and high-souled kings beside struck down, have lawless women died. End of Canto Canto 28 The Death of Tadaka Thus spoke the saint, each vigorous word the noble monarch's offspring heard, and reverend hands together laid his answer to the hermit made, My sire and mother bade me I, Thy word, O mighty saint, obey so will I. O most glorious, kill this Tadaka, who joys in ill, for such my sires and such thy will. To aid with mine avenging hand the Brahmans, kin, and all the land, obedient, heart and soul, I stand. Thus spoke the tamer of the foe, and by the medal grasped his bow. Strongly he drew the sounding string that made the distant welkin ring. Scared by the mighty clang, the deer that roamed the forest shook with fear. And Taraka the echo heard, and rose in haste from slumber stirred. In wild amaze, her soul aflame with fury toward the spot she came. When that foul shape of evil mane and stature vast as ever was seen, the wrathful son of Raghu eyed, he thus unto his brother cried, Her dreadful shape, O Lakshman, see, a form to shudder at and flee. The hideous monster's very view would cleave a timid heart in two. Behold the demon heart to smite, defended by her magic might. My hand shall stay her course today, and shear her nose and ears away. No heart have I her life to take, I spare it for her sex's sake. My will is but with diminished force to check her in her evil course. While thus he spoke, by rage impelled, roaring as she came nigh, the fiend her course at Rama held, with huge arms tossed on high. 
her rushing on the sea assailed with a loud cry of hate and thus the sons of ragu hailed fight and be fortunate then from the earth a horrid cloud of dust the demon raised and for a while in darkling shroud wrapped ragu's sons amazed then calling on her magic power that fearful fight to wage she smote him with a stony shower till rama burned with rage then pouring forth his arrowy rain that stony flood to stay with winged darts as she charged a main he shore her hands away as taraka still thundered near thus maimed by rama's blows lakshman in fury severed sheer the monster's ears and nose assuming by her magic skill a fresh and fresh disguise she tried a thousand shapes at will then vanished from their eyes when gadhi's son of high renown still saw the stony rain pour down upon each princely warrior's head with words of wisdom does he said enough of mercy rama lest the sinful evil working pest disturber of each holy right repair by magic arts her might without delay the faint should die for see the twilight hour is nigh and at the joints of day and night such jaint foes are hard to slay then rama skilful to direct his arrow to the sound with shafts the mighty demon checked who rained her stones around she sore impeded and beset by rama and his arrowy net those skilled in guile and magic lore rushed on the brothers with a roar deformed terrific murderous dread swift as the leaven on she sped like cloudy pile in autumn sky lifting her two vast arms on high when rama smote her with a dart shaped like a crescent to the heart so wounded by the shaft that came with lightning speed and surest aim blood spouting from her mouth and side she fell upon the earth and died soon as the lord who rules the sky saw the dread monster lifeless lie he called aloud well done well done and the gods honored raghu's son standing in heaven the thousand eyed with all the immortals joying cried lift up thine eyes o saint and see the gods and indra nigh to thee this deed of rama's boundless might has filled our bosoms with delight now for our will would have it so to raghu's son some favor show invest him with the power which not but penance gains and holy thought those heavenly arms on him bestow to thee entrusted long ago by the great krisava best of kings son of the lord of living things more fit recipient none can be 
than he who joys it following thee and for our sakes the monarch's seed has yet to do a mighty deed he spoke and all the heavenly train rejoicing sought their homes again while honour to the saint they paid then came the evening's twilight shade the best of hermits overjoyed to know the monstrous fiend destroyed his lips on rama's forehead pressed and thus the conquering chief addressed o rama gracious to the sight here will we pass the night and with morrow's earliest ray bend to my hermitage our way the son of dasharatha heard delighted vishwamitra's word and as he bade that night he spent in taraka's wild wood content and the grove shone that happy day freed from the curse that lay on it like chitraratha fair and gay end of canto canto 29 the celestial arms that night they slept and took their rest and then the mighty saint addressed with pleasant smile and accents mild these words to raghu's princely child well pleased am i high fate be thine thou scion of a royal line now will i for i love thee so all heavenly arms on thee bestow victor with these whoever oppose thy hand shall conquer all thy foes though gods and spirits of the air serpents and fiends the conflict dare i'll give thee as a pledge of lore the mystic arms they use above for worthy though to have revealed the weapons i have learned to wield first son of raghu shall be thine the arm of vengeance strong divine the arm of fate the arm of right and vishnu's arm of awful might that before which no foe can stand the thunderbolt of indra's hand and she was strident sharp and red and that dire weapon brahma's head and two fair clubs o royal child one charmer and one pointed styled with flame of lambent fire aglow on thee o chieftain i bestow and fate's dread net and justice news that none may conquer for thy use and the great god renowned of old which varun ever loves to hold take these two thunderbolts which i have got for thee the moist and dry here she was dart to thee i yield and that which vishnu want to wield i give to thee the arm of fire desired by all and named the spire to thee i grant the wind god's dart named crusher o thou of pure heart this arm the horse's head accept 
and this the curlers bill clipped and these two spares the best ever flew named the invincible and true and arms of fiends i make thine own skull wreath and mace that smashes bone and joys which the spirits bear great weapons of the sons of air brave offspring of the best of lords i give thee now the gem of swords and offer next thine hand to arm the heavenly bard's beloved charm now with two arms i thee invest of never-ending sleep and rest with weapons of the sun and rain and those that dry and burn amain and strong desire with conquering touch the dart that karma prizes most i give the arm of shadowy powers that bleeding flesh of men devours i give the arms the god of gold and giant fiends exults to hold this mites the foe in battle strife and take his fortune strength and life i give the arms called false and true and great illusion give i to the hero's arm called strong and bright that spoils the foeman's strength and fight i give thee as a priceless boon the dew the weapon of the moon and add the weapon deftly planned that strengthens vishwakarma's hand the mortal dart whose point is chill and slaughter ever sure to kill all these and other arms for thou art very dear i give thee now receive these weapons from my hand son of the noblest in the land facing the east the glorious saint pure from all spot of earthly taint to rama with delighted mind that noble host of spells consigned he taught the arms whose lore is won hardly by gods to raghu's son he muttered low the spell whose call summons these arms and rules them all and each invisible form and frame before the monarch's son they came they stood and spoke in reverent guise to rama with exulting christ o noblest child of raghu see thy ministers and thralls are we with joyful heart and eager hand rama received the wondrous band and thus with words of welcome cried i present to my will abide then hasted to the saint to pay due reverence and pursued his way end of canto canto 30 the mysterious powers pure with glad cheer and joyful breast of those mysterious arms possessed rama now passing on his way thus to the saint began to say lord of these mighty weapons i can scarce be harmed by gods on high now best of saints i long to gain 
the powers that can these arms restrain thus spoke the prince the sage austere true to his vows from evil clear called forth the names of those great charms whose powers restrain the deadly arms receive thou true and truly named and bold and fleet the weapons named warder and progress swift of pace averted head and drooping face the scene and that which secret flies the weapon of the thousand eyes ten-headed and the hundred-faced star-gazer and the layer of waste the omen bird the pure from spot the pair that wake and slumber not the fiendish that which shakes amain the strong of hand the rich in gain the guardian and the close allied the gaper love and golden side o raghu's son receive all these bright ones that wear what forms they please krishava's mystic sons are they and worthy thou their might to sway with joy the pride of raghu's race received the hermit's proffered grace mysterious arms to check and stay or smite the foeman in the fray then all with heavenly forms endured nigh came the wondrous multitude celestial in their bright attire some shone like coals of burning fire some were like clouds of dusky smoke and suppliant thus the sweetly spoke thy thralls o rama here we stand command we pray thy faithful band depart he cried where each may list but when i call you to assist be present to my mind with speed and aid me in the hour of need to rama then they lowly bent and round him in due reverence went to his command they answered yea and as they came so went away when thus the arms had homeward flown with pleasant words and modest tone even as he walked the prince began to question thus the holy man what cloud-like wood is that which near the mountain's side i see appear oh tell me for i long to know its pleasant aspect charms me so its glades are full of deer at play and sweet birds sing on every spray past is the hideous wild i feel so sweet a tremor over me steal and hail with transport fresh and new a land that is so fair to view then tell me all thou holy sage and whose this pleasant hermitage in which those wicked ones delight to mar and kill each holy rite and with foul heart and evil deed thy sacrifice great saint impede to whom o sage belongs this land in which thine altars 
ready stand. It's mine to guard them and to slay the giants who the rites would stay. All this, O best of saints, I burn from thine own lips, my lord, to learn. End of Canto Canto 31 The Perfect Hermitage Thus spoke the prince of boundless might, and thus replied the anchorite, Chief of mighty arm of yore, Lord Vishnu, whom the gods adore, for holy thought and rites austere, of penance made his dwelling here. This ancient word was called of old grave of the dwarf, the mighty soul. And when perfection he attained, the grove the name of perfect gained. Bali of yore, Virochan's son, dominion over Indravan. And when with power his proud heart swelled, over the three worlds his empire held. When Bali then began aright, the gods and Indra in affright sought Vishnu in this place of rest and thus with prayers the god addressed bali virochan's mighty son his sacrifice has now begun of boundless wealth that demon king is bounteous to each living thing though suppliants flock from every side the suit of none is ever denied whatever wherever however the call he hears the suit and gives to all. Now, with thine own elusive art, perform, O Lord, the helper's part. Assume a dwarfish form and thus from fear and danger rescue us. Thus, in their dread, the immortals sued. The god, a dwarf-like shape endued, before Virochan's son he came, three steps of land his only claim the boon obtained in wondrous wise lord vishnu's form increased in size through all the world's tremendous vast god of the triple step he passed the whole broad earth from side to side he measured with one mighty stride spanned with the next the firmament and with the third through heaven he went. Thus was the king of demons hurled by Vishnu to the netherworld, and thus the universe restored to Indra's rule its ancient lord. And now, because the immortal god this spot in dwarf-like semblance trod, the grove has I been loved by me for reverence of the devotee. But demons haunted, prompt to stay each holy offering I would pay. Be thine, O lion lord, to kill these giants that delight in ill. This day, beloved child, our feet shall rest within the calm retreat. And know, thou chief of Raghu's line, my hermitage is also thine. He spoke and soon the anchorite with joyous looks that beamed delight 
which Rama and his brother stood within the consecrated wood. Soon as they saw the holy man, with one accord together ran the dwellers in the sacred shade, and to the saint their reverence paid, and offered water for his feet, the gift of honor and the seed, and next with hospitable care they entertained the princely pair. The royal tamers of their foes rested a while in sweet repose, then to the chief of hermits sued, standing in suppliant attitude, Begin, O best of saints, we pray, initiatory rites today. This perfect grove shall be anew, made perfect, and thy words be true. Then, thus addressed, the holy man, the very glorious sage, began the high preliminary rite. Restraining sense and appetite, calmly the youths that night reposed, and rose when morn her light disclosed. Their morning worship paid, and took off lustral water from the brook. Thus purified, they breathed the prayer. Then greeted Vishwamitra, where, as celebrant, he sate beside the flame with sacred oil supplied. End of Canto Canto 32 Vishwamitra's Sacrifice That conquering pair of royal race, skilled to observe due time and place, to Kushik's hermit son addressed, in timely words, their meet request. When must we, Lord, we pray thee tell, these rovers of the night repel? Speak, lest we let the moment fly, and pass the due occasion by. Then, longing for the strife, they prayed, and thus the hermit's answer made. Till the fifth day be come and past, O Raghu's sons, your watch must last. The saint his diksha has begun, and all that time will speak to none. Soon as the steadfast devotees had made reply in words like these, the youths began disdaining sleep six days and nights their watch to keep. The warrior pair, who tamed the foe, unrivaled benders of the bow, kept watch and ward unwearied, still to guard the saint from scath and ill. It was now the sixth returning day, the hour foretold had passed away. Then Rama cried, O Lakshman, now firm, watchful, Resolute be thou. The fiends as yet have kept afar from the pure grove in which we are, yet waits us ere the day shall close, dire battle with the demon foes. While thus spoke Rama, borne away by longing for the deadly fray, see, bursting from the altar came the sudden glory of the flame. Round priest and deacon and upon grass ladles flowers the splendor shone and the high rite 
in order due with sacred texts began anew but then a loud and fearful roar recoed through the sky and like vast clouds that shadow over the heavens in dark july involved in gloom of magic might two fiends rushed on amain maricha rover of the night suvahu and their train as on they came in wild career thick blood and rain they shed and rama saw those things of fear impeding overhead then soon as those accursed two who showered down blood he spied thus to his brother brave and true spoke rama lotoside now lakshman thou these fiends shall see man-eaters foul of mind before my mortal weapon flee like clouds before the wind he spoke an arrow swift as thought upon his bow he pressed and smote to utmost fury wrought maricha on the breast deep in his flesh the weapon lay winged by the mystic spell and hurled a hundred leagues away in ocean's flood he fell then rama when he saw the foe convulsed and mad with pain beneath the chill pointed weapon's blow to lakshman spoke again see lakshman see this mortal dart that strikes a numbing chill had struck him senseless when smart but left him breathing still but those who love the evil way and drink the blood they spill rejoicing holy rites to stay fierce plagues my hand shall kill he seized another shaft the best aglow with living flame it struck suvahu on the chest and dead to earth he came again a dart the wind god's own upon his string he laid and all the demons were overthrown the saints no more afraid when thus the fiends were slain in fight disturbers of each holy rite due honor by the saints was paid to rama for his wondrous aid so indra is adored when he has won some glorious victory success at last the right has crowned and vishwamitra gazed around and seeing every side at rest the son of raghu thus addressed my joy o prince is now complete thou hast obeyed my will perfect before this calm retreat is now more perfect still end of canto